How's it going? What's up, bro? How Welcome you doing? back to the podcast. Thank you very much. Welcome to Amateur Opinions, uh, the podcast. Uh, it's uh, your host, Deuce, and I'm with my man, Tappy Tappy. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? I'm good, bro. Hey, this is actually my first time back since you've changed. Since, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember yeah. during that time, I was uh, in the process of changing the, mm. the name of the podcast. Yeah. Initially, we were called, um, what was our name? Uh, 12 minute podcast yeah change it back to let me actually fix your microphone real quick sure should have done that uh am i pulling it towards me hey let me do this yeah, all right this is behind the scenes folks <laughs> this is what we do here this is what we do <laughs> okay your mic is good now okay right. so now you just need to okay there we cool. go yeah it was called 12 minute podcast now we're, we're back to being well, we're called amateur opinions now mm. So was it the popular vote or you decided against so, the so popular, popular vote? Yeah, I decided against the popular vote. popular vote was, uh, was Uncommon Sense. Yeah. Realized there were like a couple of shows called Uncommon Sense. So, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not going to work out really well. So we, we took uh, Amateur Opinions. We were the only show called Amateur Opinions. Mm, a bit okay. surprising, mm. you know. But uh, And, and we, we, we figured it, it made sense because we talk about a lot of topics, mm. you know, like... Like, uh, like we spoke about abortion one of the few mm. episodes ago we spoke about uh, uh like financial stuff so mm. spoken about social stuff but i'm not a professional in any of those yeah, right yeah, yeah but but that's what we do in real life we talk about different things that we don't really know anything about you know and your facts on this thing yeah right? exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you have strong yeah. opinions on yeah. it but you're not really a pro so mm. it's like that's why we, so amateur opinions like look we're amateurs in mm. a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about mm. But you know that's what it is, especially especially me as the host because mm. I bring a lot of people in. Yeah, you're a professional in like science, mm. right? But uh, I'm not, so mm. I so I have amateur opinions on it. But you'll be like you know talking like you know giving out, and then I'll be learning and all that stuff. Yeah, and the the the, the listeners and the viewers will be learning too. Mm. So it's like an interesting yeah, mix. So it's just yeah. like yeah, amateur opinions, right? It makes sense. Nope. Yeah. Otherwise, you get two people who have nothing to do with that topic. <laughs> that's ooh, proper amateur opinion. That's proper amateur opinion. <laughs> which is a lot of the time. Because like, like, yeah. like today, it's not like we're going to be talking about science. Which mm. is, that's, why, that's what you're like, professional, like, knowledge, like, yeah, true, in, true. You know, yeah. professionally speaking. Mm. Where you can prove, like, nah, I know, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, when you talk about yeah. that other stuff, you can't really yeah. prove that you're, like, a pro at it, right? Mm. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so, last time, so you've actually been on the show before. Spoke about living off the grid. It was one of my favorite episodes, actually. Mm. Uh, it was very interesting. It spoke about like having kids and all that stuff. And uh, after the episode, off the air, you told me you were going on a road trip. Mm. Yeah, to uh, to Durban. Yeah, and you're on a motorcycle, right? Yeah. How did that go? It was um, one of the best things I've done by myself. Mm. Um, absolutely changed my life. It was only like maybe a week. Yeah. But in terms of personal productivity that was a very productive week okay for like my own uh, development as a human being yeah so the idea was i had a motorcycle that was maybe i went in april and i bought it in november so about five months old so if there was ever a time i was going to use that bike for a long trip it was going to be then before it got really old and run, run down right okay. so reduce the chance of breakdowns and that kind of stuff right so and the idea was just to drive for no reason Right, just take some time off. Actually, I decided like maybe three weeks before I went, I was just like, I'm doing it, I'm going to go. And booked a couple of Airbnb spots along the way. Nice. And the idea was to do about 
700 kilometers a day. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's right? a lot. But in so and, and you think in a car 700 k's yeah, that's all right. Right? Mm. That's like we can even leave when it's daytime and yes. you get the fine no worries, right? So I was like actually yeah, yeah that's all right. Because uh, to KZN was going to be 1,600 kilometers from Selimbosh. Okay. And I chose KZN because I wanted to see the coastal road into coming back. That was a really part I really wanted to see in terms of the country. The country, Because I've never really traveled through South Africa. I've only flown to spots in South Africa. Yeah. Right? Unlike back home in Zim, I've done Pretty the country. Pretty much drive. Right, everywhere, yeah. yeah. Everywhere I've seen that country. Yes. Right. And I was like, yeah, I've lived here for 15 years. I need to see more of this country, right? And first day, I had to do, I think, 666 kilometers, mm. right? 666. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And there's that right. excitement um, because it was when it was the rainy season it just started, started, started kicking in. Okay, what month is when, this? This is April. April, okay. Right? And so there was this sort of anxiety around the weather mm. and it started to get cold. And I was driving on the N1 towards Lesotho as well. And that's like cold country, right? Um, and before I leave, I get the bike service. I speak to my bike uh, mechanic shop. And they're like, okay, here's what you need. Things to fix your tires on the fly, jerry cans for fuel, um, your water rations, you know, zip ties, duct tape, practical things. They gave me a whole list. And then on the very last day before I left, the morning off, I was meant to do some paperwork stuff, right? But then my dude phone is like, oh, listen, dude, also don't forget to get this. Then I got distracted and I never did the paperwork. Then I just left. Wait, so you say this is paperwork for? Now I'll get to the paperwork. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right, go on. This is important detail just to remember vaguely. Right. Okay. right. So I leave and I'm driving through the Karoo. And so I'm taking the N1 to sort of approximately Bloemfontein and then to KZN. Mm. All right. And it is freezing through the desert. Cold, cold, cold. But it's like blue skies and it's beautiful. But... Because you're driving for so long, you can see this change in the terrain mm. quite progressively. So it's nice to see, you're seeing all the farms, the wine farms, and suddenly you're seeing the sheep farms, and suddenly just barren nothingness, mm. right? And you suddenly have a lot of time to think about anything, right? Especially on a bike, because on a bike, I had Bluetooth for navigation and for music, right? right. My headset, my, or my earbuds, right? But there's certain, and there's also the wind is a problem if you're on the bike for too long. It starts becoming really irritating. You're really aware of the noise. And starts, so they recommend you use earbuds mm. to distract from that sound. But then after a while, those earbuds are hurting in your ear. And the helmet has been pressing on your forehead for seven hours now. So it's really So you're going through it and you're thinking about this stuff, right? Mm. So then I get to around 400 kilometers, right? And you're meant to stop every four to five minutes to rest the bike and rest yourself, <clears throat> right? So it's almost like three o'clock now, and sunset is at six thirty, mm. right? And I have to make it, and I still have like two hundred, three hundred something k's to go, and your back is shredded, right? Because you've been just like this the whole day, right? Just upright the whole day, and now it's just, so now you're no longer thinking about oh, what kind of thoughts do I have? Ooh, I like this. Oh, look at that. Ooh, that's wonderful, right? Now it's just like pain, pain, yeah. pain. I need to do ten more k's. I need to do ten more k's. I need to do ten more k's, right? Right. And you got thirty of those cycles to go through, and you get to your three hundred k. Yeah. Man, yeah. <laughs> it teaches you a lot about your own sort of resilience, right? And then I think the last 200 k's I didn't stop at all. Wow. Right? When you meant to stop at four to five minutes, it would have been roughly maybe 80 k's. So mm. I was meant to stop three times, two, maybe three and a half times. And you stopped for how long? 
15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So every hour you lose 15 minutes to rest. Right. Right. So if you, every time you rest, out. yeah. So mm. if you rest four times, you've lost an hour of time. Yeah. Right. Which translates to about 100 Ks of your journey, roughly. So resting is now costing me and the sun is going down and you're nowhere and you know, your Bluetooth is running down, your GPS is now compromised. I had a spare phone, but still, yeah. I don't want to get there after dark in new territory, especially because mm. wild animals and all that. Yeah. Eventually I make it to the backpackers because that's the thing as well. It was a very thrifty trip. Yeah. I wasn't spending money on a lot. Get to the backpackers and I meet like the most Afrikaans people you can meet, right? Um, especially because of the area I was in. I can't remember the name of the town now, right? And you have your own mis- or preconceptions about these people. Right. right? You already know how oh, this is going to be shit, shit feel. Me and Afrikaans people, it's going to be a bad time. Especially in like a remote town. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're depicting like a lynching going down, right? See if like holding like fire forks. Yeah, right? Yeah. The town is going to revolt. And so he told me a lot about my own thoughts about people, right? Because okay. these were the most amazing people, right? Uh, it was a, uh, two brothers, right? Mm. And they were hippies, right? And I never think of Africans people as hippies. Yeah. Like they had the bandanas and the long flowy hair really? and peace, love, kumbaya, John Lennon shit, right. you know? And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And they gave me... So I was going to go buy food in that town to cook for myself. It was self-catering. And I got there. It was too late. It was like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And there were no shops open because it's a small town. Yeah. And they made me supper and like made me like fancy like karoo lamb liver. Like I'd never had some. It was really nice. I was like, mm, okay, thanks for the surprise. <laughs> so a lot of that happened along the journey where you meet people, you have ideas about them. And they disappoint you in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really uh, nice. That's not to say people are not terrible. Right. Uh, some people are not terrible. Mm. Right. But you can mm. just like blanketly classify people without giving them a chance. It's one of the lessons I got from that. Mm. Stayed overnight and then left the next day, headed. Um, oh, I wish I could remember the names of the towns now. Yeah. Right. So now this now we've sort of left the Karoo, now we're headed towards the Free State. And, you know, again, you think free state, you think bur, again, and you think um, really backward kind of opinion about black people, mm. right? So I'm very hyper aware of this. And, and now I'm in really rural country because I didn't take the main highway through the free state. I took, like, side roads because I really want to get in there. So if I broke down, I was going to be screwed. Yeah. If I ran into some dodgy people, I was going to be screwed, <clears throat> right? And how remote it is, right? In the Karoo, the sheep see you and they don't have flinch because you're a human being. It's a bike, whatever. In the free state, the sheep are like wild animals, right? They, they see you and they're like scattered, like, holy fuck, right? Because <laughs> they see the farmer like once every three weeks or something, right? Mm. And they don't see vehicles that often. So I was like really, really back and beyond. And now this is when sort of the meditation kicks in now, because now you're by yourself, really by yourself, even in terms of other people on the road. So you start thinking about big life questions, you know, like, why am I here, you know? What if I die out here? Yeah. Or, you know, would it be okay? Would people miss me? Am I important? Does it matter? Mm. You know? And also because you start getting, not lonely, but you start in a way that there's no one else around you. You change from thinking in your mind to thinking thoughts out loud. Well, certainly I did. And you start like, oh, wow, that's an amazing view. Stop, let's take a photo. But I literally say those words, uh, right? To myself, yeah. right? And I've got earphones and music playing, but yeah. I'm still saying those words to myself. It was very bizarre for me, right? And I know some people normally talk to themselves in general. Yeah, like, like I do. Mm. Yeah, I've never been yeah. that person, okay. right? Yeah. Even when I'm watching a comedy alone, I won't laugh. I'll laugh internally because I feel like <laughs> laughter is something you do communally, right? <laughs> right? So the actual vocalization for laugh yeah. is something you do together. Yeah. And it's contagious and everybody gets, yeah. okay, he must be happy, right? It's a cue yeah. for other people. True. So when you're by yourself, I'm like, yeah, that was funny though. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's right. actually true. Because like sometimes, sometimes like I, I can watch a video and then I, I decide to like, if there's like people around, I decide to actually laugh loud, loudly mm. or like just laugh loudly so that like they know like oh, something funny is happening yeah also like it's a way of like yeah i'm laughing and you're not like why you aren't you laughing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i feel you i feel you okay yeah, yeah. so the reason i took the n1 first is i wanted to get to golden gate national park before it was too cold right right and before the rain really kicked in because that's close to lesotho so it's in the highlands like drakensburg it's really cold that area yeah i've never seen have you been chilogoj no, no, I haven't been. Oh, in that general area with the really sort of sort of canyony type landscape. Mm-mm. Oh man, it's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. Golden Gate National Park. Everybody, if you're in South Africa, drive there. It is fantastic. And you Phenomenal. said that's in Free State. Yeah, okay. Free State slash Maritzburg mm. kind of area, and breathtaking views. Um, and the roads are just beautiful, like windy roads, and you're in these valleys, and you just see like waterfalls and like. Um, just the sheer beauty and scale of nature there. It's like, imagine being in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You feel so small. Yeah. And the space is just so massive and striking. And I think I stopped maybe every three minutes to take a photo. Because I've never seen something like this before. Oh, wow. And the next one is always better. Yeah. Better, better. Right? Up to a point where you just have to decide, okay, we need to hit the road now. Right. Right. And then I didn't really plan on details or anything. I just, just want to drive. Mm. and see whatever comes up, right? Oh, but before I got to Golden Gate, the day before, um, I think I was going to Fixburg. Yeah, that's where my accommodation was, in Fixburg. And so on the Airbnb booking, they didn't say anything about the conditions of the road, right? But once you've paid for it, so now I'm reviewing my payment. I'm on the, on the road the morning of that trip now. Mm. I'm on the road, and it says, oh, by the way, the last thing case is dirt road. And I'm like, my bike is a city bike. Damn. Right. So again, the daylight ran out before I could get there. Ooh. So now it's like 7 p.m. And I got a quarter of a tank of fuel, mm. but I have about 10 k's to go. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's I can make it. Right? So I ignored the fuel station okay. and I just carried on. Right. But it was 10 k's to the town and then another 10 k's to the B&B. Because mm. right? it was like deep mm. in this rural community. Beautiful place. But I didn't know that yet. So now I drive through and... Now, because I'm only driving gear number one because I'm on this dirt road in the dark and there's a thunderstorm coming, right? Running out of fuel. Yeah. Right. So you can see that gauge is dropping, bro. You're like, shit. Right. And I know there's no way I'm not going to be able to make it back the next morning. I'm like, nah, but that's a huge problem. Right. So you learn to surrender the process a we'll lot. We'll deal with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't control the situation at all. You just prepare as best as you can, but you must accept that most of it is going to go and, wrong. And what sucks yeah. most is that you actually ignored... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The station. Something I should have done something about. Yeah, yeah right. And so, and all along, I'd been getting fuel stations in quite nice chunks of time. So I never used to, G- never had to use the jerrycans, actually. I okay. never used them at all. How did you carry those? Just like saddlebags on the side oh, of the bike. Oh, on the side, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I had a little bike box as well. There's no way you can carry a backpack. Okay. So I had a little delivery type box kind of thing yeah. on the back of the bike. And, uh, and how big are the jerrycans? Like in terms of like 15 liters, liters each? 15. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also they add weight to the bike and they make you skid and stuff. So it's not a good idea, right? Unless you really need to. So I didn't do it. Okay. And, oh, yeah, and I also had like a very, I had a pair of boots, some sandals, I think a pair of jeans, some thermal underwear, some sort of fleecy sort of sports pants kind of vibe. Right. 
maybe two t-shirts it was very like thrifty stuff for a week like literally i had to wash things every other day mm. to stay you know stay fresh stay fresh yeah Freshish. yeah fresh <laughs> <laughs> yeah your, your, your breath bruh because you just in that helmet the whole day oh, oh you have to carry mints everywhere oh <laughs> man oh so anyway i eventually get to the gravel the start of the gravel road i'm like 10 k's of this i was so pissed and it rained the day before so now it's mud mm. gravel I was so angry at that woman at the Airbnb. I get there and I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, is the kitchen still open? They're like, nah, the restaurant is closed. I'm like, you guys are making me food. I'm hungry. You are going to yeah. make me food. <laughs> <laughs> I was having none of that shit. <laughs> right. So 8.30, I get food, blah, blah, blah. The next morning, I wake up rejuvenated. I go outside, breathtaking place. Because I drove in at night. I had no idea where I was. Yes. Right. Yes. You look at it like, people live like this. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And then I still had now deal with the fuel situation in the morning. And luckily, they know people often go through this problem. So they keep you on, on, the, on the spot and then you just buy from them at a premium. Yeah, it's a Fair business. Yeah. It's a business. So that paying for the out. convenience mm. too. So then I leave now and I'm driving to the next town. So they gave me just enough fuel to get the next town and get fuel there. Mm-hmm. And I get to this town, all the stations have no fuel. Right? Why? It's just too early in the day. It's so remote. They get deliveries. Oh, okay. At very predictable moments. And if he runs out, they have to wait until the delivery is coming. Mm-hmm. Right. Or unpredictable moments, sorry. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll just go to this breakfast place. And I had this all-you-can-eat buffet. It was like 80 rand. I was like, these people don't know me. Then I sat there for like three hours. Smash, smashing <laughs> this breakfast. <laughs> That's all you can eat. Yeah. Right? But obviously now I'm losing travel time. Yes. Right? Eventually I get back on the road and I get my fuel in the next town. And I'm now going through the free state, remote town, and blah, 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 right? Go through Golden Gate, Clarence, get fuel, and everything's working out, right? And then I get to... So now I've been on the road three days by myself in very pristine areas where human beings haven't really messed things up that much. Yeah. Right? It's still very natural. And then I arrive in Petermannsburg, right? And I, first thing I do is I went to a shopping mall because I just needed to use the bathroom, yeah. right? And you're suddenly really aware of how disgusting we are as a people and the kind of things we do to the planet, right? And everyone's just so angry and so busy and so loud and, you know, like KFC fast food smells. Yeah. And it's just all too much. You've gone from very peaceful, serene, zen kind of vibes yeah. to just like, imagine like going to like Mr. Price after payday on a Saturday. Yeah. That feeling. Oh, that's like raw, but yeah. like worse because you've been so removed from it. And I've never had... I felt ill from being around people. I was like, oh, fuckers, I just can't do this. Right? And so, luckily, I then left and I was staying with a friend of mine. And um, she's white, right? And yeah. I met her before she left Cape Town. And I was going to be meeting her parents for the first time. Right? And again, I have my ideas about white people. Right? And we all do. About anyone, really. Yeah. Right? I was like, I hope they're not racist, yeah. right? Or at least openly racist, yeah. right? <laughs> at least be in the class. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep it to yourself, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> as long as you feed me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I get there, right? And I was only meant to stay there two nights. And they turned out to be even more wholesome than she was, right? Like just wholesome people. And the work they do um, is... It's someone who lives in Africa who working, who's working on African problems mm-hmm. versus 
I'm a white person who happens to live on this continent mm. and I'm just doing whatever I want to do. So the kind of work that we do is focus and even like the language choices they make when they're talking about uh, Samp, they'll say Ungusho and they do the clicks, they do f- they're bothered to learn about the people around them and they live in this really different way for the white people that I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They feel like black people wearing like white face right. in a sense. Right. right? Like they know where they are and they, they immerse themselves in the culture. In the culture, mm. right? Uh, but not to the point because sometimes mm. you can tell these are people who are trying to fit in mm. right? versus actually it makes sense to them. Mm. Right? And no one coerces them into this living and they're like in the 60s, 70s now. And oh. they've done like written books on like indigenous plants and like interventions in local communities about pollution and helping people in informal settlements and like this huge scale of things I've done and we really clicked in terms of life philosophy that whole off green living yeah and they only grow plants in their yard from that area mm. you know like they consume their own like cine they eat cine uh, oh. like blackjack greens if people don't know which is often considered a weed and they schooled me on medicinal plants right from the region and I'm serious about my plants right and I'm like oh wow it's a different space to the point, actually, it's like, can I stay another day? So I end up staying <laughs> the three days instead of two days, okay. right? Because I was learning so much from these people mm. and had amazing time. And I was foraging their garden the whole time and cooking things. So I was cooking and they would enjoy their food in different ways, yes. and, you know, that kind of thing. So yes. I wasn't paying rent, right? And, but I was giving back in that, you know, sense, which was something I wanted to do all along, along the trip. I didn't manage to do a lot of it. And then the next day, I go into Durban now. It's now on the Monday. I think I left on the Wednesday. Now it's Monday. Again to Durban, and then I had a rope shoot with mm. a friend of mine. So I met up with my friend, and oh, sorry, when we hung out until like maybe one in the morning. I'm like, okay, time to get to my Airbnb. And this is the first night of the flooding. Oh. Right. You know, the Durban flooding yeah, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm on the highway. I had to drive like five, 10 Ks. Right. But you know, I don't know if you remember that Cape Argus when the wind was picking the people wind up. Is people's crazy. Yeah, people's bites. Yeah. yeah. It was like that. It but it's raining as well. Mm. And the highways along the coast. I've never, I've never been that close to death in my life, right? I'm on the highway doing like maybe 60 k's an hour. The rain is so intense, you can't see where you're going. You're just hoping for the next white line, for the yes. next white line, yes. for the next white line, right? And my boots, because I got biker boots, my boots are on the ground to balance the bike. It's not like I'm bracing. They're literally skiing on the ground, right? And then out of nowhere, this huge portal, like a gully. It wasn't even like a portal. The whole bike goes in, goof, goof, and I come out and you just keep going. Right, because now I don't know where I am, how the danger levels, whatever. I eventually get the Airbnb. I'm like, oh, I made it, right? Which a friend of mine offered to me as well. Mm. She lives in Denmark, yeah, but they've kept the flat there. I get there and I'm just like, I'm. Ah, thank God I made it, right? I'm done. I need to go to sleep. It's like 1 a.m. now, 1:30. So I'm like, yeah, to security, can I leave the bike here? Yeah, cool. And my friend said, yeah, you can park your bike there. No worries, right? So they've got one of those complexes where there's no wall. The door is the wall. The yeah. first thing you do is you just enter the complex. Right. Right. So I left my bike right in front of that spot. Then I went to sleep. Next morning, I wake up and there's water in the flat. I'm like, what's going on? Right. This is weird. But because of the rain, someone's balcony had trapped water in. And it came in. They have a really poor balcony design. So the balcony is higher than the room. So the water flows in, ah. into the flat, out of the flat, through the corridors, into my flat. Right. I was like, what the hell? So I go downstairs to to explain the situation. Can you phone these people? Because they were not there, right? In any case, let me see how my bike is doing. I look outside. The bike is gone. Right. So 
I'm like, oh, this is actually great, right? I've never felt like such a relief in my life, right? Because I had booked the all the Airbnbs along the way, mm-hmm. right? And I was meeting a friend of mine in Cape Town on that Friday. So it's Monday now, and the Friday I had to be back in Cape Town. Yeah. And this person was flying in from Joburg to see me, right? So I had to be back, right? Mm. So in my mind, I was going to make that trip no matter what, regardless of the flooding, mm. right? But I, was, I, was, I don't know if you ever felt this way, but I was hyper, sort of hyper aware of the fact that I was going to die. I knew I was going to die if I kept on driving. It was inevitable. And if then if you look at the news reels after that, those few days, all the flooded roads and eroded roads and stuff, I was going to die, right? And I knew it with such certainty. But because I'd made commitments, I was just going to power through. You're just going to, yeah. Right. So the bike is going to, I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, gods. <laughs> I have never felt that good about something like that happening to me. And this right? is a freaking bike. Yeah. So this thing's worth like 30K. Yeah. Right? Gone. I was like, thank, oh yeah, that's wonderful, right? Um, so then now I go back up. So I'm like, oh yeah, this happened. I have to go report it, obviously, to get my insurance money, blah, 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 right? And now, but now the door has taken up the moisture from the rain, right? So now I can't close the door from the outside. I can only close it from the inside, right? Yeah. So now I'm marooned in this flat, right? So I just had to like really force it closed, but I also did damage to the hinges and stuff. Going to the police station, re- reported the case, got a case number, went to pick and pay to buy groceries. Now I'm stuck here. I can't drive away. Went to the beach, because I was staying like 50 meters away from the beach. Okay. Went to go see the beach, blah, blah, blah. Came back to the flat. And after that, I realized I actually can't leave this place until I get a flight out. Mm. Right? Because I would only close the door maybe three more times after that without really doing damage to it. Because I really had to like bang it closed. And then I was like, actually, no, it's fine. Let me take this as a break from the actual road trip and just focus on creative pursuits. So then I started painting and drawing and sketching and reading. There had a lot of books. I started reading. And a friend of mine who I'd done the, sh- the rope shoot with then recommended me to a friend of hers who I'd never met before. She came to visit the one night and we did a rope shoot as well. It was fantastic. And so now because of this theft, I was marooned in this room. I couldn't leave that room, yeah. uh, that flat, right? Until that Saturday. So from from Tuesday morning until Saturday, I was in the same space by myself, mm. right? I had all my food, my groceries, blah, blah, blah. I only saw other, one other human being. Yeah. Internet ran out like the first day. So like I was just by myself. So it's very same as a bike trip now, solo experience. Except now, you can hear people outside. You can see the beach, and it's lovely. The way they eventually cleared, so it's like sunny days, and yes. you're just like indoors by yourself. So that was also a quite a hectic challenge. Try and you're like in solitary basically, because like in prison, you can see everyone else in general. Oh, you know that everyone else in general population is having a good time. They get their one hour in the yard, mm. right? And maybe you have a little window you can look outside, but you're by yourself. It's not like everyone on the planet died. Nah, everyone is still here, but you by yourself. Yeah. Oh, your mind goes to hectic places. And eventually, um, I book a flight on the sa- to leave on the Saturday. Right? And then I remembered, oh, snap, the paperwork was for insurance. Right? The insurance, I'd been paying my insurance all along for bike number one. Mm-hmm. I was now on bike number two. Mm-hmm. Exact same bike, mm. just a newer... No, exact same bike. Just I bought a new one of the same bike. Right? Yeah. So now I'm like, will insurance pay for this bike? Because as far as they're concerned, I'm paying for bike number one, even though my registration is now for bike number two. Shit, what do I do? 
And then I was just like, actually, no, it's fine. Um, I didn't die. Uh, there were things in life. And if they don't pay out, they don't pay out. And I already knew they were not going to pay out. That's what I knew in my mind. Because like, insurance is always trying to get your yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or mm. keep your money, rather. Mm. And then so I was phoned my broker when I came back uh, after the road trip. Now it's a flight trip. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't think they'll pay out. But anyway, let's just try and find out. And they paid out the full amount minus a thousand rand. You lie. Yeah. I was like, Were they just snap. nice to you? Or? Yeah, no, I just, I'm just like, listen, this is what happened. Here's my proof here. Blah, blah. They're like, okay, cool. Do the paperwork and we'll make this happen for you. And most of the people from the Airbnbs, I'm like, listen, I can't make the trip. Just give me back my money. I need to buy a new bike. Blah, blah, blah. It's intrinsic to my business. Yes. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. People gave me back my money. Then I did a fundraising effort on Instagram for the business, the tappy tappy thing. I'm like, listen, I need to get a new bike. It's essential for my livelihood. I managed to raise 5,000 Rand. Yeah which was a third of what I needed to buy the bike I have right now, which is my temporary bike, yeah. right? And then insurance paid out. I'm like, oh, snap, insurance paid out. So now yeah. I can buy the original bike because mm-hmm. it's safer. And the funds I raised now can buy equipment for the business, mm-hmm. right? So the fundraising actually led to... So this whole trip led to my, an improvement in my business project, yeah. right? And now I can do more meaningful things for my work. I was like, what a wonderful outcome right and this thing. yeah it's very yeah. bizarre experience right wow so it makes it made me question then our ideas of which we will touch on a little bit later but our ideas of um what's good and what's bad mm. right because if you look at that one act of someone stealing my motorbike right we would all agree it's a bad thing to do yes right sure it's a bad thing that's been done but are the implications bad is it a bad thing that's happened to me versus this person did a bad act mm-hmm right? But it was actually a good service to me, right? I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, right? If you look at anything for long enough, the consequences could be different, right? And ultimately, the consequences are we're all going to die in any case. So if I do something bad to you now and you die, you're still going to die in 30 years from now, yeah. was it really a bad thing? Because it didn't change the outcome. You're yeah. still going to die, is, right? <laughs> yeah, so then I started having this trippy conversation with myself around realities and morality, yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's hell, that's hella, hella interesting. Uh, just going to pay some bills real quick. Okay, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, this episode is obviously brought to you by brothersbeard.com.africa. Sorry. Uh, for all your beard oil needs, just look them up on their website, brothersbeard.africa. They've got a Brothers Beard kit, uh, which is uh, a comb, a brush, balm, and beard oil. Then they have a Brothers Beard uh, set, which is Brothers Beard oil and balm. And then they just have the Brothers Beard oil which goes for 200 bucks check them out i use them all the time uh, my beard is nice and healthy and uh yours will be too if you do that <laughs> i can guarantee it i would not endorse it if i did not believe in it uh but as far as this episode is concerned this is it uh thanks so much for joining me tappy tappy appreciate mm. it jeff what's your, what's your instagram handle um my instagram is underscore tappy t-a-p-i underscore tappy so tappy tappy but with Two underscores. Two underscores. Yeah. Okay. In the yeah. middle and at the beginning. So yeah. underscore tappy, underscore tappy. Yeah. Yeah. Check him out on Instagram. He's got uh, great products, uh, ice cream, sorbets, yeah. stuff like that. You know, some good stuff. With African flavors. African yeah. flavors. Yeah. More yeah. importantly. Yeah. More importantly. Mm. Absolutely. It's mm. very good. Uh, check him out on his Instagram. Does deliveries in uh, Cape Town, Stellenbosch area. Yeah. So yeah, check him out. Some good stuff. And he also. Do you, do you plug your, your, your roping stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you can. yeah. So I also have an Instagram page that talks uh, focuses on rope, uh, rope bondage, but also sex education and sex positivity. Yeah. And that's called Sunga Konji. S-U-N-G-A-K-O-N-J-I. 
Sunga right. Konji. And Sunga that's, Konji. that's just a sex education space. Yeah. Right. So check out his, uh, his uh, Sunga Konji uh, Instagram page too. Interesting stuff going on there too. Um, and Konji is rope, right? Yeah. So and Sunga is Sunga tie. tie. So yeah. tying rope. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for joining me again. It was, uh, it was a great, great episode. Great story. And I'm glad it all worked out. I actually didn't know. <laughs> I knew the part where your bike was stolen. I didn't know yeah. the whole story. So yeah. this was uh, this was fun. And I'm glad it worked out. It was a fun journey. Yeah. yeah. I recommend it. Everybody should do a solo trip by themselves. Not necessarily on a bike. Not ne- it doesn't have to be on a bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Just you, travel you don't recommend. <laughs> I'm still going to do the trip. Okay. Because I never managed to finish it. So oh, I, you didn't finish Because yeah. coming back. So or I, even going, also, you didn't finish it. I went halfway. Halfway. Literally yeah. halfway point, and then the bike was stolen. Okay. So I still have to finish the whole circuit. I'm right. going to go back. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, Amateur Opinions. Thanks for joining me. Have a good one. Peace. Cheers. <laughs>